This is KMIH Mercer Island, your favorite radio station. It's Joe's class on 88.9 The Bridge. February 13th, 2024, you are listening to Joe's class, the only high school class where the lessons are taught live on the radio that we know of. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Fat Tuesday. Happy Almost Valentine's. Happy post-Super Bowl. It's always depressing to me when football ends. We'll talk about that a little bit. I'm a big fan, uh, but mostly happy to introduce the real stars around here. And that would be the students. And there are no bigger stars in this uh, school, radio-wise, than the three you're about to meet. And you already know, because they have the most downloaded show in the history of KMIH. They are heard by tens of thousands of people in dozens of countries every week, Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. I am talking about Rice and Shine, three uh, seniors who started their show as freshmen and are now in their fourth year. And yes, they have exceeded all expectations um, as far as keeping the show on the road and uh, just doing a great show week in and week out. Now in its fourth year, Rice and Shine is Sophie Hill, Lawrence Suzuki, and Ava Yeh. Welcome to Joe's class, guys. We, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. We're so happy to be here finally. Yes, and, uh, and uh, you guys uh, do a great show and have been doing it for a long time now we got a lot of stuff to cover today it's it's valentine's um i've got some i want it for you those of you who want to i don't want to force junk food on anybody but i went budget valentine candy shopping i i spared no expense actually i only bought it if it was on sale and it was like a buck and i bought this bag oh wow. pretty heavy bag how much do you think i spent on that bag of candy five dollars a little higher, but not much. I spent $10, but one of them was to get the dollar deal. I had to buy five of them. So, oh. so I, and I guess, Sophie, you would be right. But look at these with the cute little pug. Wow. Those, those are a dollar each if That's you incredible. buy five of them. And, and this isn't a commercial for anybody. By the way, I got them at Rite Aid down on the uh, uh, north end of Mercer Island here. But, yeah, these little pug things... Uh, uh, a buck a piece. Now that's a deal. Who wouldn't want to get a cute little pug full of candy? Yes. You know, that's not a bad deal. So anyway, we're going to try a little of this candy and see is it is, you know, is it, it is it worth the price, I guess. Uh, you know, what is the budget Valentine candy that actually tastes half decent? We got that going. Lots of stuff going on in the news. The Super Bowl was the most watched thing pretty much in the history of television. We'll tell you a little bit more about that. If you ever wondered uh, where the T-shirt came to be, how, what, what the heck, why do we call it a T-shirt? Where was the first T-shirt? Well, we'll answer that question for you because we have a new uh, feature from an intro student. It's his very first thing. It's called Becoming Sage, and he takes a look into uh, you know things like, where did this come from? And his first one is about the T-shirt. So we'll, we'll tell you a little about that. And uh, also... Uh, we actually have some star power beyond Rice and Shine. Black Pumas, a great band. We'll uh, hear a little bit from them. Ellie Sadler, our program director, got a chance to hang out at least virtually on the Grammys red carpet and interview some of the artists. So we'll have Black Pumas uh, later this hour. But first, I want to start. I want to talk about you guys a little. You came into the program as freshmen. We were all... Um, 
basically sitting in our houses. This was uh, the 2020, uh, the year that the pandemic was in its fullest. And um, you guys took my class and, and you decided to make a radio show while you were sitting in your rooms. Yeah. We often talk about like how having the show and having radio during that time really was a way for us to like kind of keep sane because we had these scheduled hours like each week where we were just we're talking with our friends and I think that's kind of what makes our show so special is because it just came out of us like talking to each other when we normally wouldn't be able to so I think we're really lucky to have that chemistry as such great friends and that's Lauren and uh, Lauren is uh, uh, one of the hosts that I'll kind of inter introduce you as you go so people know and Ava you have been on the show the whole time and uh, you are are the the musical element you are a wonderful harp player and uh, we even had you i didn't want you to have to haul your harp down because that's like takes a moving truck to do it and i would love to have you bring it in again before you graduate because yeah, you play so beautifully oh thank you and uh, and sophie um i got it i don't know if you've seen this week's paper sophie have you seen uh, um you're on the front page. Oh. Sophie, uh, Elevating <laughs> Student Voices at the MI Healthy Youth Forum, uh, Sophie oh. Hill, front and center. So a very nice picture. Uh, and you uh, were talking about uh, the importance of a student voice and mental health. And what I love that you said, this was at a forum that uh, we attended for the Mercer Island Healthy Youth Initiative. And Sophie didn't know she was going to speak, but she did. <laughs> and you said something that I thought was one of the most wonderful things I could ever hear a student say. And that was, I want to leave this place better than I found it and help some people out if I can. Yeah, uh, that was kind of a shock. I showed up to that forum because I was a part of the radio project that we put on. I think it was called, um, like, In Their Own Words. And honestly, I think Natalie did most of the heavy lifting on that project. So it was kind of a surprise that I got to speak and another one of my students, or not students, another one of your students, Chloe Yang, also spoke. And we were both very shocked. And um, I mean, it was like a pleasant surprise because I like to talk. Well, yes, you do. And, and you, <laughs> well, and, and you were so well-spoken and that I'll tell you guys right now, as, as I get, you know, your seniors and I will get, I will be, uh, I'm an emotional person. I'll just say that. I'm sure there will be tears shed before you guys walk down the aisle, but, uh, that going back to when we met each other, when we started, when we were in virtual school, I frankly, didn't know how things were going to go. Nobody in the world knew how things were going to go. But the one thing I did know is when you guys started your show and it sounded so good, I knew that, you know, we were here for a reason. And I'm, I am going to cry a little bit because you want to hear the first thing you ever said on the radio. Do you guys remember? No. <laughs> okay. Well, this was your first show. This oh my is, God. This is, how, this is how you introed your show. This was December of 2020. And when I heard you guys, oh, no. I said, okay, I, if I could teach people while they're sitting in their rooms how to do radio, we can, we can do anything. And, uh, and we did. And here's the, your first intro. I am Ava. I'm 14 and a freshman at MIHS as well. I was born in California and I moved to Washington shortly after. So I'm full Chinese and I dabble in the visual arts as well as the performing arts, being an artist and a harpist. I'm pretty interested in music, mainly classical through like impressionistic. And I'm really glad that I can share my perspective on Rice and Shine as a Chinese teen growing up in the Pacific Northwest. 
Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm a quarter <laughs> Japanese, and I've lived in Seattle my whole life. Um, my ho hobbies are playing competitive volleyball, and I also like listening to music. Some of my favorite artists right now are Eric Nam and Nikki. Um, hi, I'm Sophie. I'm also 14 and a freshman. Um, I'm half Filipino, half white. I really enjoy playing competitive club volleyball, and I also am really interested in languages. Um, I'm also pretty interested in music, like listening to it. Um, my favorite artists right now are BTS, NCT, and Nhypen, and I'm excited to talk about growing up half and half, like mixed in America. So that was the first thing, and, and there was more. And you guys had a fourth one, Grace Go, who is also still on the air and still doing great things. But the premise of Rice and Shine was that you guys are all uh, Asian. And by the way, Happy Lunar New Year to everybody. It's the Year of the Dragon uh, from different aspects of, you know, uh, different countries. And you're all also obviously American and, and raised here in this community. And part of your theme was talking about that, celebrating the differences, celebrating the similarities and uh, and. Four years later, you're still doing it. What what have you what what have you learned? I'll just go with a big one. What what have you guys learned in in four years of doing this show? What have you learned uh, that might help somebody else, or just might be a lesson to yourselves? Well, first of all, we learned not to script everything we say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For that sure. introduction was so scripted. I left every pause and every um in there just to show you. Those right? ums were planted. That felt like you know, like on. Like the Ellen DeGeneres show, how she'd be like, oh, your first celebrity crush? I actually have them in the back. Like, that was just like the most random. I don't throw much away. I'm a, I'm a pack rat, digitally too. Oh well, you guys can gosh. come back 10 years and I'll probably have this stuff for you if you want it. So Yeah, um, we learned that it's best to have like a natural conversation, but obviously that kind of wasn't possible at the time. And I remember we had to like raise our hands on Zoom so that oh, we yeah. wouldn't cut each other out. By the way, I did a show 25 years of raising my hand. When you have an ensemble show, at times we'd have seven people on the air or something. If you want the host to get his attention, it's a way to do it. Nothing wrong with hand signals when you're doing your, doing a, a show, that's for sure. Yeah, um, it was a little bit different virtually, I guess, because we couldn't really have any banter because, like, there was a little bit of lag. Mm -hmm. And, like, <laughs> it had to be completely silent before you started talking or else somebody would get cut out. Well, I think we all learned a lot during that time on how to do all kinds of things virtually and otherwise. And uh, I, I hope we never go back to that time. I did get a email. A student uh, does have COVID. So you guys be careful. It's still out there. It's not, you know, it's a. Uh, it's still going around, but I uh, hope we never get there. Well, Sophie, you have given me um, uh, kind of, I guess this is a highlight of your senior season, and I, I did not preview this, so I'm just going to uh, I'm gonna roll it if you think I should, and let's hear what you guys sound like now. What kind of stuff uh, are we going to hear here? I think um, we were saying it was recently our like 100th episode and our um, – third year anniversary of being on streaming services so in that show we kind of reflected on like how far we've come and we've said we've become much more like we don't take ourselves as seriously because we started off branding ourselves as oh this is like sleepover style and then it would be the most scripted thing you've ever heard so it's much more of just kind of us talking and 
I think a lot more lighthearted because, you know, we're seniors and we're here to have fun. And I think we're really grateful that people enjoy listening to us. Well, here's a little bit of Rice and Shine, the senior season. Uh, Give this a listen. And then when we come back, we are going to get into the news. Lauren has the news. We do have a bag full of Halloween candy. So let's listen to a little Rice and Shine 2024 and uh, see what you think about this. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Rice and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of three Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Ava. I'm Sophie. And I'm Lauren. Sorry we couldn't record this week. To make it up to you, let's go through some of our favorite moments so far. We should continue on this, like, what is some food Ava dislikes? Because <laughs> I feel like it's so easy to debate. <laughs> like, Ava has the most material to build off of. <laughs> Me, Ava, and Lauren all went to Hoko together, not as dates, um, in the same group. So before this, our friend asked, hey, does anyone have any dietary restrictions? I'll factor that in when I make the food. In total, there are three non-meat eaters, and he tells me that he's going to make roasted beets as the substitute for the lamb Wait, shank. where were they? Where were so the where beets? So where were those beets? At homecoming, I was like, you know what? Like, we were at this at, like after party and it, you know it's it was very like high school movie to mm-hmm. me and I was actually having a lot of fun and I didn't really have any troubles to worry about because like I feel like every time like someone's at a like it's very like high school movie core where it's like you're at a high school party and like you have nothing to care about and then like sometimes there's like whatever like a love interest or whatever and I was like and like music booming yeah exactly and I was like okay there's no love interest but I'm just having such a good time with these people and I thought that was a very main character romanticized moment there's also like that one trope that like everybody makes fun of like i woke up and i threw my hair in a messy bun i ran downstairs and my mom sold me to one direction and harry goes hello love we're your new owners like (laughs) last year though i kind of ate me and lauren were talking about this really recently like i dressed up as a firefighter and you might be like ew what Uh -uh uh-uh-uh A cute firefighter. (laughs) What does that even mean? I'll give you guys a tutorial. A red tube top, ski pants with suspenders, and one of those like reflective vests. So then you're practically a firefighter. The guy that has a really common vowel. Yeah, and his name. And they'll go through like five of them in one (laughs) video. I'm like, they'll say all the vowels, (laughs) except for like Y, which is only sometimes a vowel. I have, to, I have a confession to make. Don't tell me. Yeah, one yeah, time, yeah, yeah. I was, like, really going <laughs> Did through it. Did you claim it. one? No, Did I didn't claim one? it. I was, like, really going through it, and there was this, like, tarot card reading. No! That was really speaking to me, no. and so I saved it. <laughs> <laughs> it never came true, though, guys. Oh. Think of your celebrity crush. Yup, that <laughs> one. The one with... Gorgeous, luscious hair <laughs> and stunning, swimmable eyes, <laughs> and the beautiful, mysterious smile. <laughs> they will DM you in four days from claiming. If and only if you claim this by sending this show to three of your closest friends and five celebrities that you think (laughs) would respond to your message and tell them that if they want to talk to us, we'll talk to them. And (laughs) by (laughs) dying, and 
the celebrity, your celebrity crush you're thinking of. They will fly into your area and give you a kiss, a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> <Okay>. If <laughs> okay. and only if. Stop. If and only if you download all of our episodes. <laughs> Every single one. And we're counting. <laughs> we are counting. We won't we'll know. We'll make sure it happens. If you broke the affirmation. Uh, okay, well, the thing is, on Rise and Shine, we, like, low-key have. Like, yeah, we, we've yeah. talked about this before, and it's, like, random people will text us and be like, oh, my gosh, God, I yeah. just saw you. That's true. Crazy. Like, honestly, we are kind of, I was going to say getting around, but I don't think that is a great term to use. We are we are spreading like wildfire. We are circulating. We are mm-hmm. circulating, and that's kind of cool. But it did take us about four years. So, <laughs> so, guys, don't hope to go viral your first time. Yeah. You'll get there just like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. That's all we have for today. Let us know if you like this episode by downloading it. If you enjoy this episode, check out our other ones. We're on all podcast platforms. Check out our Instagram. We'll be posting some pictures there at Rice and Shine Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Lauren Suzuki, Ava Hill, or uh, Sophie Hill, <laughs> and Ava Yay. Sorry, um, that's Rice and Shine, and they're not they're not going anywhere. That was a retrospective they recorded. They're right here in the studio on Joe's class. You guys sound a little different than when you were fourteen. You sound a little better there. <laughs> yeah, I'd hope so. That was awesome. Uh, what a great show! Check them out Sundays at nine. And uh, while we're on the subject, by the way. Um, of Lunar New Year, and, and uh, I guess we weren't on the subject, but we're going to be now. Uh, Sebi Pong uh, just uh, made a February fundraising promo where he mentioned Lunar New Year. We do actually take donations at KMIH.org. So uh, I'm going to play Sebi's uh, promo, and then uh, we'll have some news. But here's a little word from Sebastian uh, on the uh, importance of keeping this fine program rolling by donating to KMIH.org. It's February, the month of Lunar New Year, Valentine's Day, and most importantly, the month of our radio program's fundraiser. We only ask this of you one month a year, so head down to our website, kmah.org, and donate directly. This will go towards funding our futures in the radio program with the latest gear and opportunities. And remember, the best station in the nation runs on your donation. That's just a few words from me, Sebi P, and continue to listen to more on 88.9 The Bridge. Our poet laureate of KMIH, Sebi P. I love that. Um, so speaking of Lunar New Year, do you know which year you guys were born in as far as like it's the year of the dragon now, which is supposed to be a pretty cool year. Um, do you know a lot about this, Ava? Yeah, I think we're all year of the dog. You no. guys? Or wait, no, you. I'm year oh, of the rooster, oh. 2005. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. I'm year of the rabbit. I've heard that's a good one. It's you're supposed to be lucky or something, mm. and I do feel lucky. So uh, that was uh, way ancient, 1963. I know that sounds like the last century because it was. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, I was the year of the rabbit. Okay, well, let's see what else is going on in the world. And I have not checked much, so I'm going to count on Lauren Suzuki. Tell us what what is happening in the news world today. Here's All right. Lauren. You're listening to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. I'm Lauren with your news headlines. New House Bill 1956 has been passed unanimously in the House. The bill aims to create more education around the dangers of fentanyl, a serious drug which, according to the DEA, is laced in 7 out of 10 pills sold. The drug poses especially a threat to youth, thus the reason for the bill being centered around awareness in state school systems and education for parents. 
Having been passed unanimously by the House, the bill is now on to the Senate. In the Senate last night, $93.5 billion in aid has been approved for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. The package passed 70 to 29, with a dozen Republicans voting yes alongside all Democrats. This money will go both to humanitarian aid and defense equipment supply. Coming off of the Super Bowl this past weekend, Robert F. Kennedy, nephew of former President John F. Kennedy, has issued an apology. The independent president candidate is an environmental attorney and is known for his anti-vaccination conspiracy theories. In his Super Bowl ad, he modified John F. Kennedy's presidential campaign, replacing his images with his own. RFK wrote on X, I'm so sorry if the Super Bowl advertisement caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by the American Values Super PAC without any involvement or approval from my campaign. FEC rules prohibit Super PACs from consulting with me or my staff. I love you all. God bless you. This is Lauren Suzuki reporting for KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. Now back to music and conversation that spans generations. We'll just go with the conversation for now. Did you guys uh, watch the Super Bowl? I Um, did. I watched the halftime show and that was it. I did not. (laughs) The uh, I saw the Robert Kennedy ad, and and what I thought for you know it's like, uh, speaking of Lunar New Year, here's a guy, basically putting a few million dollars in a rocket and just blowing it up. I mean it's the same thing. There's no you're obviously not going to be president. I mean I don't think I'm making a stretch there. It, yeah. it seemed it seemed like and the fact that it was a super PAC and not him, I don't know if that makes it any better. But it's like, come on, dude, you know you're using. You're using your uncle's campaign stuff here. Um, it, it just seemed like a real vanity play. You know, it's yeah. like if I wanted to make, I, I want KMIH to have a Super Bowl halftime commercial, which would be great. I do want that, by the way, now that I thought about that. But it's seven million bucks. And, you know, how many more Rice and Shine downloads would that bring? You know, how many more votes is Robert Kennedy going to get uh, because of that? I I found that to be a, a little annoying. And I loved your first story about the House bill. Uh, politicians don't agree on much, but I think they can all agree that fentanyl is bad and we need to make sure everybody is aware of that. That's something you guys have done a ton of work that I'm very proud of. Maggie Blum especially did a New York Times piece uh, about the dangers of fentanyl. And this uh, House Bill 1956 will give some funding to make sure that that education uh, continues in schools and that you're going to be taught about it um, just like you're taught about the dangers of other things, which I didn't realize we aren't yet, but we, we should be. So I think that that's a really good deal. Okay, now we've got a few decisions to make. Um, we could do a few different things. I'm of the mind to uh, maybe try eating some candy. You guys want to try the uh, candy? And I don't want to force it on anybody because if, if, if candy's not part of your diet, don't feel obligated. It wasn't part of my diet, but in the interest of science, I, I'm going to make an exception here. <laughs> I think Ava and I might be skipping out on the tasting, what? but we can judge on the packaging. Mm, the appearance. Okay. Yeah. I mean, especially with that pug um, yeah. packaging. I'm very intrigued by okay. what's coming next. Well, if, if both of you guys are not going to eat candy and Sophie's in the other room, then that's strategically, that's going to be a Uh-oh. problem. Um, let's think this through. So uh, maybe maybe we will hold off on the candy uh, at least until we can get Sophie in the same room as the candy. If she, <laughs> you you want to try some candy? Yes. Okay. So maybe let's play a song and then we'll come back to the candy. And I'll play your request, uh, Sophie. You said you uh, love the Caspian Coberly song, which I think is great because Caspian is a local artist that deserves a lot of airplay. 
and you chose this song uh and any anything that really speaks to you about uh this tune um no but i actually did hear this one through the morning show when we were listening in class and I think Dylan Shobe is the one who played this song, and me and Lauren were sitting in class, and she starts shazamming it, and I was like, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. This song is so good, so I just, I just like the way it sounds. I don't know what he's saying, but I like the way it sounds. Well, let's listen to it. Caspian, it's a mass, massive talent. He's uh, got a band right now with Matt Cameron from Soundgarden too, that is just excellent. Here's Caspian Coberly on 88.9 The Bridge, Joe's class. Seattle's own Caspian Coberly, 88.9 The Bridge, KMIH Mercer Island, uh, Joe's class this morning uh, with Sophie Hill, Lauren Suzuki, and Ava Yeh, hosts of Rice and Shine, and uh, also Healthy Eaters. Congratulations. I bought this big <laughs> bag of candy. Sophie's the only one who wants to try any. So without further ado, we are going to tell you what the best L budget candy is for the way is for valentine's now i i didn't spend more than a dollar on any of this stuff and my apologies in advance sophie if it's not very good we'll find out uh but i went down to our local rite aid um by the way the best day to buy candy by far uh is february 15th and i'll probably come back then all the discounts oh it'll be it'll be much cheaper uh, so I'll lay out a few, and I'll let you decide what you want to try. We've got the pug chocolates. We've got the unicorn chocolates. Oh my god! Please, please also hold it up to the window because yes. I want to see. I want to see all the options. We've got oh. the sweethearts, uh, sweet, sweet tarts, oh. hearts. We've got the tiny conversation hearts. Okay. Ooh, um, those are new. What else do we have? And then we've got the tried and true. I don't think we need to take taste this because we know. Those are good. They're good. The Reese's Hearts, the, which are some of my favorites. So where do you want to go first here? Huh, okay. The Pug is definitely intriguing, but I have no idea how they would make Pug-flavored chocolate. You want to find? Well, let's hope. <laughs> let's hope it's not. But oh, I gosh, I can't even rip this little guy's head off. He's so cute. Oh. All right, I'm gonna do it. Oh, this is bad. It's only for the sake of science. Yeah. No. For our rating here, are we just giving it stars? Are we like putting them in a tier? Well, we're just trying to decide if they're edible. For, okay. These are these were. Five for a dollar, and I don't mean five pieces. I mean five bagfuls. So, okay. So, so let's see at five for a dollar what you get here. These mm. are made by Palmer. This is the Palmer Candy Company, a proud USA company. Huh. See what you think. I've never heard of that company. They're, I don't know if they're from Pennsylvania, it. so that's a that's a chocolate area. Ava's cat is named Palmer, so I'm just thinking that yeah. he was he was cooking up this chocolate for you guys. There was nothing wrong with that. Honestly, it just tastes like regular milk chocolate, which I personally am a fan of dark chocolate more so. Yeah, I kind of like the less sweetness. But, but for 10 pieces for a buck, I mean, that's a dime. That's a dime. Where can you get a piece <laughs> of chocolate shaped like a heart for a dime? Nothing and good. in pug packaging. In pug packaging. 
I do think the pug is cute. Okay. Well, you want to try some uh, something darker. We've got, these are Elmer chocolates, and they come in a little heart. 100% free from artificial flavors or colors. Hmm. Um, where's Elmer candy? Oh, Louisiana. Okay, this stuff is from Louisiana. Once again, I think this was a buck. It's got a cute unicorn with sparkle on Valentine. Okay, Isn't okay, that I like that. That's I like cute. that. Okay. All right. There's oh, those look those look fancy. There's you don't only have to four. eat that whole thing if you don't want to, because we're gonna get another I need one to, in oop, here. I need to save room. Well, you know, if there's only four, you know, maybe it's like quality. Quality over quantity here. Yeah, so we're stepping up. These are like a quarter each because there's four of them, mm. and I think I paid mm. a buck. So I'm going for go the for darker the darker one. one. This seems more. Up I'll my go alley. for the one that uh, is in a little heart. Oh, there's oh. caramel in this one. That's mm. unexpected. It's an interesting color. Yeah, really interesting. It looks like mustard. Yeah, like not really. Yeah, wait, that that is a strange color. It's it, like an orangey yellow. I think it's supposed to be like, okay, maybe it's not caramel. Maybe it's like orange flavor. It's, I honestly don't know what this is. Well, I, it, what it is is, it's not excellent. I will say that. Yeah. It's uh, it, it tastes pretty cheap. Um, and not to say, I mean, this is, uh, yeah. There's one that has car. Oh, it's orange orange cream. That's what okay, you have yeah. there. I it tasted a little citrusy, and that caught me off guard. And I think I had the chocolate truffle or cocoa truffle, which. Hmm. I'm not going to say I love that. Yeah, I don't think I love this either. Uh, you can put it down. I used to, my mom used to get the big candy things, and every time I bit into a cream, I would kind of smush it back together and put it in the yeah. box. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like those. I like the ones with the nuts. I like the caramel, but I'm, I'm not big yeah. on the on the funky stuff. All right, well, let's cleanse our palate with something uh, non-chocolate. You want to go uh, sweet tart heart or... Tiny conversation hearts. I have never tried the tiny conversation hearts. Sophie, what? Yeah, I've tried like sweet tarts, but I've never had like the tiny conversation wow. ones. Wow, be ready to be disappointed. Well, and we'll give we'll give yeah. everybody one of these not to eat, but just to see if they truly are conversation starters. So okay. this one's yours, Sophie. Ava, will you take one for me? And gonna, just hold yeah, it let's designate one yeah. for you and one for Lauren. Mine says TTYL, as in talk to you later. I think that's more of a conversation ender. Yeah, that's... yeah, that does. Well, hmm. one thing for sure is you got to have some pretty good eyes to read these. I thought yeah. it said gorillas, but it says goals. G O A L Z. So I got a blank one. Um, oh, not yeah. sure what to make of that. Do but... you know American Sign Language? Maybe it's some kind yeah. of thing. It's like you have to know. Uh, uh, I don't know, guys. Here, uh... let's give you another one. Oh yeah. You get what you pay for, folks. These were like uh, these were less than a buck, I think. Mine said miss you. I oh. Mean, oh. Mine says BFF. I'm not sure how much of a conversation think, started that is. But... Yeah, these used to be different. I, they used to say like be mine or you know like, Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, they, the quality has gone down. It's about that Gen Z slang. It's I think, ruining. Yep. I think they're yeah. trying to appeal to a new generation here with these. Um, but it's all about the taste. Uh, let's see what you think, Sophie. I'll try them on. Hmm. Oh. So I can't actually bite it. <laughs> Go for it. Just. If you like chalk, it's pretty good. I mean, it's <laughs> kind of, it's got that kind of chalky flavor. Yeah. Um. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, it's better than the chocolate, in my opinion. 
Actually, I took that back. The longer it's in my mouth, the more I dislike it. <laughs> we should have had kind of a spit bucket or something for this, <laughs> this thing. I hate to say it, but yeah. Don't don't feel you have to eat any of these uh, all the way. So if you want to... If you want I've to, already committed. Okay. I put the whole thing in my mouth, so I was like, well, well I have I, to finish it off. This will definitely kill that taste because I know what these taste oh, like. I if love they those, if yeah. they taste like the candy of my youth. Did you guys ever eat much sweet tarts? I ate those mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Those used to be my favorite, yeah. So once again, these are sweet tarts conversation hearts. Let's see if there's any more conversation to be had with those. I'll give you a couple there, Ava. To, these are definitely higher quality. They're more embroidered or like, what's the word? Carved. Yeah, they're like, they're, they're. oh, wow. Okay, now these are a little, this is a, almost a little forward. This would start a conversation for sure. It would probably get me fired. I mean, if you just, uh, <laughs> as a teacher, you, you don't want to go around saying this too much. Oh, no, what does it say? Well, it just says kiss me, but that's, oh, I mean, that's, that's a little really forward. forward. Mine says know? hug me, so. Hug mine me, says, okay. wait, what, is, what did mine say again? Oh, yours said love you. Oh, okay. Love you, okay. Uh -huh. Mine says, well, I have two here. I heart you and XOXO. So maybe these aren't conversation sweethearts, but more like you give them to your loved ones. Yes, yeah, so these are ones that you don't want to just give to strangers. <laughs> yeah. You, know? yeah. you want to make sure on the sweet tarts that you know who you're buying these mm -hmm. for. Be careful with these ones. Let's Don't get them mixed what up. Else they have. You know what would be a good like marketing thing for sweet tarts is if they made different packages based on like different like phrases. So they could have the ones like this that are for your partner. They could have ones for like your friends, you know? I think that was the intent of the tiny conversation hearts. Well the tiny conversation hearts, I mean, what if I want the flavor of a sweet tart mm -hmm. but mm. the message of a conversation heart? Yeah, the sweet tarts are almost like a magic eight ball. It's like, this one just says maybe. This one says yes. <laughs> it's like, will Weird. the Chiefs win a third Super Bowl? Maybe. Um, let's <laughs> see what the uh, other ones are over here. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, yeah. those are for you, Ava. Cool. Oh, now this one, it says, that says goat, doesn't it? That's it just does. a random thing. Yep. Why do you put goat on a, on a heart? I don't know. Hmm. I'm sure there's advertising executives that sit around a long time brainstorming what kind of words are cool uh, to people. Well, this is all, if you're looking for Valentine's candy for a loved one, uh, this is all very cheap stuff. I'm not going to lie. It's the cheapest <laughs> I could find. I spent well under $10 <laughs> on all of this. And I would say, just from a pure taste standpoint, I think the sweet heart, sweet tart hearts stand up pretty well, if you like that sort I of thing. I would agree. I'm going to finish both of mine. The first flavor, not my favorite. It was yellow. Which the green ones are better. The green ones are apparently better, mm -hmm. but yellow insinuates lemon, and I just don't really love the sourness of, like, a sweet tart. Oh, wait. <laughs> Oh, sweet tart. Right. Yeah, you get a little oh. bit. You get the sugar and the sour. That's what I love about them. And, uh, wow. And then th th they weren't bad. Weren't bad. Uh, just make sure if you're buying those, give them to people you actually know and, and love <laughs> or at least like because uh, they're not they're not for handing out to strangers, apparently. Definitely right. not. Well, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll play a, one of my favorite songs about candy, uh, and we'll play this uh, while we set up, and then we'll come back, and Sophie will give us the latest in sports, including uh, the amazing ratings uh, that the Super Bowl brought in. We'll talk about that a little bit. But first, you guys ever hear of a band called Bow Wow Wow? 
No. Here you go. You're about <laughs> to learn about Bow Wow Wow. Seven forty-two, eighty-eight, nine. The Bridge. Joe's class, the only high school class where the lessons are taught live on the radio. If you want candy, you're in luck because it's uh, Valentine's tomorrow. It's Fat Tuesday. Um, I don't do this really, uh, although I'm thinking about it just from a health standpoint. I know, like Fat Tuesday, you go for the big feed, and then you have to make sacrifices and you know for Lent and all that business and and not eat something good for a while so today may be your day if you if you want candy or anything else good to eat enjoy it and uh we are here with rice and shine the hosts from uh, our number one show heard sunday mornings at 9 a.m and uh, that would be lauren ava and sophie and sophie has the latest on what's going on uh, in sports for us now that's right. You're listening to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. It's Sophie with your sports headlines. After a long up-and-down season for many NFL teams, the Kansas City Chiefs are your 2024 Super Bowl champs. In an overtime clash between the San Francisco 49ers and the Chiefs, they came out on top, making this year's sorry taking this year's Super Bowl 25-22. to At halftime, an amazing performance went down, starring Usher's flashy outfits and featuring Alicia Keys' hit song, if I Ain't Got You, an amazing performance for anyone involved, and if you missed it, be sure to check it out. The NBA basketball season is spurring along, and speaking of spurs, rookie Victor Wembenyama from the San Antonio Spurs dropped a rare triple-double just last night. In the fourth quarter of the team's game against the Toronto Raptors, Wembenyama blocked a shot from Grady Dick that secured his second-ever triple-double, but his first with block shots as one of the categories. Focusing on Islander sports, both Mercer Island boys and girls basketball teams lost in their first round of playoffs this weekend. The boys fell to Rainier Beach, 58-79, and the girls lost to Eastside Catholic, 47-56, which means that both squad seasons have come to an end. As a result, as a result the boys finished 13-11 and the girls finished 14-9. Congrats to all the seniors on both teams for a great Mercer Island basketball career and great seasons overall. Now that most Mercer Island spring sports are over, make sure you are signed up and ready to try out for any upcoming spring sports, which include both girls and boys um, soccer, sorry, oh my gosh, boys and girls soccer with tryouts being held February 26th through the 28th at Mercer Island High School and other sports like lacrosse, baseball, tennis, and track. This is Sophie reporting for KMH 89 The Bridge. Now passing it back to Joe, Ava, and Lauren. Okay, Sophie. Well, one one sport I, that was omitted from the spring sports list that I want to make sure we plug is badminton. I'm the oh, assistant coach. Badminton. Yes, if you want to play badminton, 
uh, register. Kelly John Lewis is the coach. I'm the assistant coach. Uh, we put the bat in badminton, and we have a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and and uh, it's actually a blast, and I enjoy I enjoy that. It's a lot of extra hours uh, after school, but it's a lot of fun. And also, I want to mention, we do have one final live broadcast of a winter sport, and that is today, immediately after school. The unified basketball team will be playing at 3 p.m., and we will broadcast the game live. And if you are a Mercer Island High student or staff, member i highly encourage you to get to the gym and cheer on the unified team one of my absolute favorite things that we do is unified sports and and these are the students who aren't your varsity players who don't uh maybe get some of the big time treatment that our varsity teams get and it's a chance to broadcast to have the cheerleaders out there and to have the fans cheering for them so if you want to see something cool come to the unified sports game after school today Either way, you guys have done any unified sports or gone to any of the games or anything? I haven't. Um, one of my friends in radio, Haley, she is, like, I think one of the main members of Unified, and she loves it. So I might have to stop by this afternoon. It's going to be a lot of fun. I believe, uh, uh, I think uh, Dylan Shobe and Nick Matone will be doing the play-by-play, and it should be really good. We do so much around here. I mean, it's really commercial stations would be envious. They don't have a staff of 150. We've got you guys doing your great talk show. We've got after-school sports broadcasting. We even had representation at the Grammy Awards. Our program director, Ellie Sadler, was on the virtual red carpet. She got to sit there in an interview room, and then as people came by, every once in a while would get to ask, uh, ask the band a question. And one of the bands that she got to talk to was one of my absolute favorite new bands. I didn't even know these guys existed a year ago, and now they're they're really getting a buzz going about them. Um, and I heard you guys mention you liked the, the Usher halftime performance. Maybe these guys will be a Super Bowl performer someday. Have you heard of Black Pumas yet? Are they on your guys' um, radar? Yes, my family loves them. We have... Um one of their albums on vinyl, so I'm a, I'm a fan. All right, well, let's hear, hear Ellie. She sat down with a couple members of Black Pumas, and then we will play one of their songs. Very cool stuff. Hello, this is Ellie for KMIH, and recently I had the opportunity to interview some artists at the Grammys. I was able to talk to the band Black Pumas while on the red carpet. Let's hear what they have to say. I'm just wondering how you guys are feeling today and i know you guys have created a large following and so i'm just wondering how you're feeling about being at the grammys today hopefully winning your nomination and i'm wondering uh, what performance you're excited to see during the grammy ceremony obviously uh we're we're greatly validated to to be here to stand before you guys today and you know we really love what we do so uh, again i think um I, I definitely am feeling a lot more comfortable i'm looking at our fits Adrian pointed it out before, we seem so much more chill and presentable um, to our own liking. And um, yeah, I mean, what about the performances though? This I heard it's pretty stacked this year. Yeah, there's some amazing ones. I, uh, I did see Joni Mitchell's performing. We, we were able to play her the tribute to her a couple years ago. Um, 
Dua Lipa. Uh, I know at this uh, daytime telecast, um, Robert Glasper will be performing, good friend Gabby Moreno. So a lot, a lot of amazing talent. Once again, that was the Black Pumas on the red carpet at the 66th Annual Grammy Awards. For more information about my experience at the Grammys, you can search KMIH Broken Record on any podcast streaming platform and find the episode titled Grammys with a Media Pass. Thanks for tuning in to 88.9 The Bridge. Ellie Sadler, another uh, class of 2024 that started doing radio in her room and her show, Broken Record, heard by thousands and has been just uh, really great for uh, many years. I'm so proud of the the class of 24 is a pretty special bunch. You guys are really, uh, really good. And let's play a little Black Pumas. We're winding it down. We've got a few more minutes, but let's play some Black Pumas. We'll come back and uh, say goodbye, and then we'll go uh, to the real Joe's class, the one where I have to take attendance. Here's Black Pumas. We got to add some more of their music. I love that. Does that sound good to you guys too? Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about is music and conversation that spans generations. If I like it and these guys can actually nod that they like it a little too, <laughs> that's where, what we're after. So uh, uh, really good stuff. Okay, we're almost out of here. Uh, we have to go to real class. I did promise uh, I would play uh, one of our intro student, Alon's piece about the history of the T-shirt. He's going to tell you. Uh, about things that you just didn't know how they came to be until he tells you his new feature is called Becoming Sage. Uh, Before we do that, um, Rice and Shine, thanks for coming in. Did you guys have fun? Mm -hmm. Thanks for having us. Awesome. I appreciate it. And let's get, before you guys graduate, let's come back. We're going to have a big extravaganza. Usually it goes all day and night. Now you guys, the class of 24 can just take over. And Ava, I know your harp, how much does your harp weigh? It's 80 pounds. 80 pounds? Okay. It looks like about 800. It is a big, oh, yeah. big sucker. I know it takes a little to bring that in, but maybe you can bring it in uh, before the year's over because you play so beautifully. I mean, you you do this nationally. You go out and tour the, the yeah. country and, yeah. and play. What's the orchestra you were in? Uh, National Youth Orchestra of the United States of America. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's pretty big stuff. So uh, yeah. congratulations. And uh, Sophie and Lauren, we will see you in class because uh, we're, we're going to head that direction. And we also have another hour of live radio coming up. Anna Carson and uh, crew are going to be on the 8 o'clock hour. What do you guys have coming up, Anna? We have a very fun Valentine's Day episode planned. We're going to be talking about Valentine's Day candy. We're going to do a little Super Bowl recap. It's going to be super fun. There's going to be lots of great trivia and great music. Beautiful. Well, these guys will be up live. I'm going to uh, let you know where the T-shirt came from now. And then I will end with uh, one of my favorite bands, the Neville Brothers. Get you in the mood for a little Mardi Gras. But first, here is Elon Baumgarten and his new feature called Becoming Sage. 
Welcome to Becoming Sage, where the ordinary becomes extraordinary. My name is Lon Baumgart, and this is the first episode where we will take a look at the history of one of today's most important garments, the t-shirt. T-shirts can be traced back to the turn of the 19th century, where we can find their earliest ancestor, the Union Suit. The Union Suit was a jumper, a full-length and one-piece white suit made for laborers. People began cutting the arms out for more mobility and range of motion. After a few years, they started manufacturing these in two parts the top piece being designed to be tucked into the bottoms. The Cooper Underwear Company would start marketing their shirts as the Bachelor Shirts. This special design lacked buttons and instead was pulled over the head to avoid the need to sew replacement buttons on. A lot of the success of the t-shirt can be attributed to the United States Navy, who issued these Bachelor Shirts as an undergarment for their sailors. While they did have to wear the t-shirt under the uniform, exceptions were made for hot weather at the discretion of officers. Some would even allow their sailors to wear the Bachelor Shirt without a uniform. By the time World War I broke out, the Army was also issuing these shirts to their soldiers, many of whom brought them home after the war. From here, the shirts spread like wildfire as manufacturers began producing them in higher quantities. Even mothers would outfit their boys with the shirts. While this wasn't a common sight until the 1940s, Merriam-Webster was the first dictionary to add t-shirts to their list in the early 1920s. College football players would wear crew neck t-shirts under their jerseys, and it eventually spread outside the realm of sports to other students. Despite the popularity of the t-shirt rapidly growing, they were still considered an undergarment, with exceptions few and far between, like farmers and miners. It wasn't until World War II, when soldiers came back wearing t-shirts, that it became a more acceptable overgarment for adults. In the 1960s, graphic t-shirts started soaring in popularity as a form of wearable art. Throughout the next couple of decades, t-shirts would grow ever popular, with new printing methods being invented. The final major breakthrough in bringing modern America its most iconic clothing article was a blend of cotton and polyester that brought us the wrinkle-free t-shirt, and thus the modern t-shirt was born. Today, over 2 billion t-shirts are produced each year. My name was Lon Baumgarten. Thank you for listening to Becoming Sage, and make sure to subscribe to continue hearing the common become extraordinary. I love it, Alon. The common becoming extraordinary. You can hear that uh, every Saturday morning here on KMIH. And you can also, as he mentioned, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Happy Fat Tuesday. Happy Mardi Gras. This has been Joe's class. Stick around. Another hour of live radio coming up from the real stars around here who are the students. But first, here from New Orleans, Louisiana, the pride of the Mardi Gras tribe it's the neville brothers on 88.9 the bridge